T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one. Zero, all engine running. Liftoff, we have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. And as always, we try to peel back the curtain for you here on the Permission Granted Podcast. There's multiple ways you can listen to this. You can get it on the normal DA Show podcast feed. So if you listen to the DA Show, you'll get it there. But also you can get it on its own podcast feed. Search Permission Granted Podcast. When you do, you can subscribe. And if you could rate and review it, that'd be great. It helps other people find the podcast. Mraz and Bogus will have side B coming up here in a few minutes. Mraz and I begin, and I just want to let him have his victory lap because we have pummeled him pretty good over the last couple of weeks <laughs> for the Rays stuff and for the Yankees losing and for the Giants being terrible and all of the reasons that we have punished Mraz around here and for being drunk and all types of, of awful behavior, stealing things from his parents. I mean, really, we have pounded him pretty good. But now we get word late on Tuesday's show that one of our listeners, Dennis, has a pair of daughters who he claims are 25 and 23 years old and find Mraz sexy enough to be in the pool with. So, Mraz, I want to give you your victory lap here. I appreciate that. And as I said, it would never make any sense for somebody to have two daughters, you know, eight and ten, and say, oh, they find you sexy. No father wants to think about his daughter's growing up and liking guys so once they're in their 20s i knew that was the case you guys could have been way more off good pat on the back and i'm happy look a couple girls find big papa the big manatee attractive in the pool i think that's something to work with well what do you think that means that he's got daughters in their early to mid 20s they have plenty of options i'm sure and they're looking at you a rather overweight bald man with a wife and a child and say he's the one i want to spend some time in the pool with well, I think what it, it just shows again is that there is for and it's not me because obviously I'm well settled here for anybody who might look like me, a little huskier, a little, little chubbier. The chubby chasers are out there. You just got to find them. Being overweight is not a death sentence when it comes to finding partners in life. These ladies happen to be chubby chasers. Maybe they're bald chasers because they like me and Bogish, but there is plenty of avenue to get your wiggle on. You know what I mean? No, I don't. And sometimes you talk like that. And I wonder if you're putting on a bit or if that's actually your sexy, 
macho talk to Danielle? Do, sometimes you say, hey, I like the big manatee. Hey, watch out what Big Papa's got coming no. through. I got that a little wiggle to it. Do you, do you actually that, talk that way to Danielle? That don't work over there, no. She, she literally, I think, would throw me out of the house <laughs> if I spoke like that. But in an alternate universe, I'd love to speak like that. So maybe these are the kind of girls in an alternate universe. The big manatee, come on over. Like the big fundamental. Yeah, you kind of do fancy yourself as a bit of a, a schmoozing ladies' man when you, when you kick into that character. Yeah, I, I think I, I could have been. In another life, if I was 10 pounds lighter... Uh, you know, ten? Maybe I hadn't gone to the same high school and met ten Danielle. Pounds. Ten pounds is a drop in the bucket. <laughs> What's he again? I need to lose ten pounds, okay? Well, you, no, no. you might need to lose a little bit more to be in a different life. No, 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 but I mean, like, you still want to be in the realm of people being the chubby chasers. These are the girls I'm talking about, but maybe just, you know, a little bit healthier, that's all. Just a little bit. I don't want, you know, a little unlimited on the healthiness. A little 10 pounds lighter, different life. Maybe I went to a different high school. Maybe I wasn't fortunate enough to meet somebody. Now I'd be getting my wiggle on, you know what I mean? Do you ever think about what a different life would look like? I try not to because it's probably so miserable. I don't know what else I could be doing. I feel like I feel oh, like Oh, interesting. Played... So your your thoughts about having a different life, you feel like it could not have gone better than it is right, right now that you're living your best life. Yeah, like man, my life's not even that great to be honest with you, but I I would be very fearful of the unknown. I I have hit the lottery <laughs> in a lot of ways, whether it's, you know, wife, child, being able to get a house, job, everything. I kept playing bingo and nobody kept yelling out bingo and eventually I just hit enough <laughs> on the board and that's exactly what happened if i didn't have this i mean who knows i could be like a subway district manager with bad acne still i could be hubie from hubie halloween i don't know who knows hubie halloween is the adam sandler flick the newest netflix adam sandler flick that I wish I could tell you more of the plot, but I only got through 16 minutes of it. It is I, Adam I Sandler, saw enough of the plot. Who's, a, who's an adult male, obviously, who has a stuttering slash speech impediment. So think about kind of like little Nicky slash Waterboy. He lives with his mom, shocker, just like Waterboy. And the local kids tease him. That's Happy Gilmore. And I'm sure three <laughs> other films that he's made. And... It looks like, if I got it correctly, Steve Buscemi, who moves in to be his new neighbor, seems to be potentially a serial killer or some type of villain in the movie, and he's kind of the haunted neighbor. So that's <laughs> that's what I, I took away from the first 16 minutes. I couldn't get through any more of it. But, gosh, where was I going? You were just saw... Oh, you could be Hubie Halloween. Yeah. So you worry that you could have been... <laughs> A stuttering guy that worked at the local deli. Well, he did cut meat. And you could be living at home. Yes, exactly. With nothing else going on, hoping that two people happen to find me attractive and would want to go in the pool. So, yes. No, I am not wondering what an alternate life is like. I never had this alternate life where I'm getting off private planes with the sunglasses and some kind of six-pack. Because I just don't think that was ever in the cards in an alternate life for me. <laughs> So speaking of Hubie Halloween, you and Bogus just took me behind the woodshed today. I mean, just absolutely murdered me for well, saying that I can't find time to watch TV and movies, but I could find time to watch the first 60 minutes of Hubie Halloween. And it is true. It was a terrible decision on my part, but I quickly ejected. And I feel like I do deserve some credit there. I did not stick with it for an hour and a half. I kind of realized, oh, crap, 
Mitch Trubisky's not my starter. I got to make a change. I do give you credit for that because that's actually something I don't have the power for. I have watched some really bad, as you've pointed out, TV and movies. And my biggest problem is once I've sat down and committed, like I'm committed. I got to see how this thing plays out. And I, I, maybe I've done that about twice with a bad movie where I've actually like gotten up and wanted to walk out of a theater or even gotten off my couch and changed the channel. But it is rare, man. Like if I watch the first 16 minutes of Hubie Halloween, I mean, I'm there with the Cheez-Its and I'm seeing this train wreck to the end. So I do give you credit. As I would give Pete the body credit for falling asleep during Borat and saying he couldn't take it anymore. So apparently maybe I'm in the minority that I got to see bad movies out till the end. Well, could we do something where you have to watch all of Hubie Halloween and I watch the first two episodes of of Breaking Bad? We certainly could. We certainly could. Because that's the same time commitment. Yeah, I yeah, and then we'll see. Maybe I'll be more locked into watching more bad Adam Sandler Netflix films, or maybe you'll want to continue after two episodes. I don't. I know I'll, I'll want to continue, and I know that you will be fully out. What, what do we think is happening there with Adam Sandler's Netflix deal? Why do they give him $250 million to make this slop? Well, my guess is this probably is a lot like the NFL with the Pro Bowl, where we bash it to no end. Right. People are watching it, and we're maybe the wrong audience for it probably moms and dads who maybe loved Adam Sandler now look at him as kind of the family man and it's an easy put on for them and the kids love these Adam yes. Sandler Netflix movies and stuff like that and they're very easy that would be my only roundabout guess because I have a hard time fathoming like the hardcore water boy happy Gilmore fans are can't wait on a Friday night with their friends to rub their hands together and get it to Hubie Halloween or whatever other bad movie you want to make with Drew Barrymore <laughs> or Jennifer Aniston Although, I don't even know if Drew Barrymore or Jennifer Aniston are doing the Netflix Adam Sandler films. The Netflix Sandler films feel like they're budget, like they're B or C list movies now. And how much are these other actors that were all pretty big actors and comedians getting paid? Yeah, why is... I mean, a cop in Hubie Halloween. Did he need this? Kevin Costner is? No, no, no. uh, Kenan Thompson, the guy from SNL. Kenan Thompson... Kevin James, Steve Buscemi, and Ben Stiller are all in Hubie Halloween. I, I don't understand how he affords all these guys to be in the film unless they're all taking half pay just because they get to hang out with one another, kind of like probably how Grown Ups was financed. And uh, his girlfriend from Happy Gilmore, the one from uh, Modern Family, Bowen. Uh, yeah. Whatever her name is. Like, she's a pretty big actress, too. She just got done making one of the greatest sitcoms of all time. Did she need to go get the paycheck for Hubie Halloween? I don't know. It's... It's a little terrifying. I don't Julie understand Bowen. how this is Julie Bowen is her name, yes. So I, I do commit this winter. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do at least the first season of Breaking Bad. It's a little intimidating to know that I've got to get through seven seasons and 70-some-odd oh. episodes. It's a little intimidating. But, you know, the winter's coming, and I can't do Game of Thrones because I'm not a fantasy guy. But you say I, that I, after saying winter is coming, which is pretty good. I know, which is why I referenced that. Oh. So, but I think I would like Breaking Bad. I do. It's hard not to like Breaking Bad. Like, yeah. I think there are better shows than Breaking Bad, but Breaking Bad's pretty much the baseline of you won't find anybody who disliked it. And if you disliked it, it might even be better for the show to have those conversations. Mm, a controversial Breaking Bad opinion. Yes, exactly. And there's plenty of material there, believe me. Getting up on a little pop culture isn't the worst thing for you. No, that's absolutely true. I thought I was doing that with Hubie Halloween. Boy, was that a swing and a miss. No, you weren't. Although, I do have to say, I watched the trailer, and it's awful. It is horrendously awful Mm -hmm. i'm mildly more intrigued now of how bad it is to watch it for how bad it is 
Well, I, I kind of was the same way. It was a Halloween weekend coming up. So it was, I think, last week and I tried to do this. So I was like, oh, I'm kind of in the mood for Halloween. Leaves are falling. Here's a Sandler flick that's, I'm sure, an easy watch. We had just done Mothership at the Movies and watched both The Waterboy and Happy Gilmore, which are both phenomenal films. And I'm like, you know what? I could go for a Sandler film. I haven't seen a full one, a new one in years. And this was on Netflix. It's free. There's no other $3.95 charge or whatever, $4.95, whatever. I'm just going to hit play, see how it goes. And I had seen some people talking about it on Twitter as well, which goes to show you that people talking about things on Twitter do make you more inclined to want to see it. And I was like you. I'm like, it's an easy watch. It's Sandler. And honestly, it's going to be bad enough to where it's silly and funny, which is what like the first seven movies that Sandler ever did were. And I found it so stupid that I was like, this is not even funny or interesting. So (laughs) I'd be interested to see if you could get through more of it than I could. I don't have many plans on Friday night. This might be, there's no World Series anymore. There's no sports on Friday night. I might make a turn on the night before Halloween. You know, we have a little carving of the pumpkins planned. I might have to make a Hubie Halloween turn on Friday night (laughs) just to see what happens. I mean, I might need to wash it down with Blair Witch Project or something to save me. But that could be in the works. So I have a couple of thoughts on Swing or a Miss, okay? Oh, boy. Number one, I think it's working. I had this thought as I was listening to it last week. How many weeks do we do this for? Do we just do this in perpetuity? Like, will you do Swing or a Miss forever now on side B? I'm just riding the train until you you grab me out of the pen and tell me Kershaw's pitched enough innings. (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) I mean, I think it's a good bit. I like it. My wife is into it. It's getting her to to grade out my headlines and to think of new ones and to pitch me new ones. So I think it's working. I just don't know if it's like a bit that you do every week forever now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Well, I got news for you. We've already taped Side B, so it's at least lasting this week. Well, right. So I think that this week Maybe it's something we do once a month? Yeah, maybe maybe once a month. It's the best of the month. Yeah, we can do that. A couple of thoughts here. Number one, I really like the open, not just because I wrote it and had it produced, but I really like it. I think you should keep the music under all of the segment that you break down swing or a miss because the song is kind of upbeat and it gives you a little juice to the whole segment. Okay, so the the reason that's not happening, and this is really, really behind the scenes. Double track audio, right? I'm having a lot of trouble with the audio program I have because I'm not in the studio in keeping that and then being able to hear the words and raising levels. And it's it has gotten very tricky back here with the production elements as far as the editing. Uh Okay, I thought it was an editing situation and I thought maybe it was because you wanted to drop swing or a miss into it and then you didn't know how to drop it over the bed music. Like, I could. It's it's all about the levels because the, the way – this is really, really insidey. The way it gets emailed to me, the levels are, are not as consistent between me and Bogish's mic. And then for me to go and raise some up and some – then it starts this weird flow. And then the music level on it, it, it – put it this way. I, I spend a lot of time editing this. It becomes a very much a convoluted mess if I keep the music running the whole time. That's all. okay. It's not that's not an excuse. I can keep tinkering with it, but there is it is very much time consuming. Put it that way, because the bed's really good. I, I picked the song because it's kind of like fun and upbeat and kind of like game showy. Right. 
So right. I think it would work underneath talk, as you guys talk about it. Well, I'm gonna, I'll tinker with it some more. I'll right. tinker with it some more on this episode. Second thing is I think we need a different drop if it's a swing. If it's a swing, okay. I think there needs to be two different drops. Huh. Okay. Don't you think so? Because if it's if everything sounds like it's a miss when you guys give me credit for something, the drop is kind of out of place. So maybe like a home run call or something like that would be needed? Or just somebody saying it's a swing and a hit. <laughs> well, but nobody says swing or a hit. That's the point of how stupid the name was I came up with. <laughs> Yeah, it's, maybe a sw- some- it's a swing and a hit. <laughs> yeah, you see, it's a swing and a hit. Or yeah, maybe just like a line drive or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it. Yeah, it just has to be a, a highlight of not somebody striking out. Hmm. Okay. All Number right. three. There's been a couple of inconsistencies. Okay. Number one. A couple of weeks ago, you guys gave me credit because you thought that my Mondays were my best days. That I was. After a day of football, I was really jazzed, had a lot of energy, and was writing good headlines. That's what you right. referenced. And then you crushed one of my Monday headlines and said, oh, I guess it's because DA was tired after watching too much football. <laughs> okay, I didn't realize that. So I'm not even keeping up with other. my own consistency. Either I'm juiced because of football or I'm up too late because of football. One of the two. All right. I guess I didn't realize I had said both of those things. All right, so you're keeping me on my P's and T's. Right. Number four. I can't believe you guys didn't get the Save Our Sixers reference. You know, especially between the two of you, it was an SOS, Save Our Sixers. And that's why it said, can Doc Rivers rescue Philadelphia? Oh, oh what do you mean you can't believe? That is a lot of connecting you the think dots there. Save Our Sixers, you wouldn't get his SOS? That, no. Did you only capitalize the SOS? Well, yeah, that's the only things that are capitalized save. in Save Our Sixers. Yeah, that is. I look. Maybe our listeners got that when they watched. I'm going to have to go back to the well with Bogus and discuss this one. Maybe this is a double check under review. You throw the red flag, <laughs> but that seems like a major reach. A huh. ma- as I would tell, uh, you know, a Mike Freeman, does your back hurt for making that reach? I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well. Then another one was last week you guys criticized me for my Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, which was throw some D's on it. Yes. Right? Yes. And number one, that's a reference to an, a 90s or a 2000s hip-hop song, Throw Some right. D's. Throw some D's on Yeah, I know. Yeah, and, and you're usually good with like that era hip-hop, so I thought you would get it, and you admitted you didn't understand the reference, that you thought maybe it was... It was a little questionable. Well, it was see, like it's, not necessarily tasteful. You know what's funny? I When I read that, I thought of the song and thought, well, there's no way he's even referencing that song because it's very obscure 90s hip-hop or 2000s hip-hop. It's Rich Boy. I, I didn't know Rich Boy, but I remember the song, and the song is about hubcaps. And so when I was thinking about D... I'm like, defense, D, D but, on it. Oh, throw some D on it. Okay, throw some D on it. I'm like, Mraz will get that. He's, which is why I also was surprised you didn't get the trap music reference when I did trap music a couple weeks ago. Because you're actually, when we do musical references, you're the guy that will sing like a yin-yang twins. You're right. Okay, so maybe I need to be more on top of the musical references. But I will say, when in 2020, in the days of Instagram and TikTok and everything else, 
If you see somebody saying throw some D on that, I don't think they're thinking of rich boy and hubcaps. <laughs> That's all I would say. I think that becomes very insidey to 2000s hip hop. Okay. Well, on that point, do you remember what your suggestion was for for that headline? What I really like is that you're giving me suggestions, and I'm giving right. you credit. I'm sometimes using your suggestions the next time around because I do think, like last week, I had what was the Pittsburgh's thing? I thought it was not bad. It was Pit Row, Pit mm. Pit Row or Pit Ro- Pit Road. I forget which one I used. You guys didn't like that, but Bogus had. How about Pit Crew? And I was like, no, that is better. Sometimes I listen to your side being like, no, nah, you know what? They did do it better. So I used pit crew this week after the, the Steelers went over the Titans. But do you remember what your Bucks one was? I actually don't. And I, the only reason it says we had just gotten done taping side B and I had some other stuff marinating for the ones we went over this week. So I don't remember last week. So I do oh, not. It was. Oh, I wish I could think of it. It was also it was more offensive than mine. <laughs> so it was like, it wasn't for St. Pete's sake, was it? No, 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 no. It was it was about the Buccaneers and it was about Oh, I know. It was D's nuts. And you <laughs> you questioned me about well, throw some D's on it. You're like, well, I don't know if that's family friendly. And then you're like, well, I don't know, he could have done D's nuts. I'm like, that's more family friendly? Well, I think the point was you already went down the road of throw some D on it, so at least D's nuts is a funny saying no, that everybody parts. My out. D is a hubcap. But nobody knows your D is a hubcap. Well, everybody knows what your D is. <laughs> Oh, D's nuts. Everybody knows D's nuts. I think yeah, I know. <laughs> you can't nuts. say I should be more family friendly and then reference a Snoop Dogg lyric. All right. All right. Now, you know what? Fair is fair. D's nuts was a little out of line, perhaps. But <laughs> well, I liked it. If that was the criticism of mine, then yes. Well, you know, I think you're going to like this week's because you actually had more swings than misses is what we're going to find out. Well, let me tell you, this has now put some incredible pressure on me. And now I am racking my brain. I go through three or four different permutations of the headline and how I reference and how I, how I word the question. Let me tell you, swing or a miss has really upped my game. Now, it doesn't always show in your segment because sometimes you'll take three misses and two hits. But what I do think is my hit rate, even though you're only taking five and it's either three to two or two to three, my hit rate over the course of a week is way higher than it was before this segment. There's no doubt, and this is just a quick preview without telling anybody the five headlines we picked. It was far more difficult this week than any other week, and maybe this is a problem with Swinger and Miss going forward, to find misses. And I would even say that one of the two misses was even a reach for me to call a miss, but I needed a balancing act. You have three swings that I think are three of your best swings you've had throughout this week hmm. so that's setting up i usually do three misses two swings we're going three swings and even the misses i had to fancy it up to have a miss that's it i really liked also when pete jumped in and did that that week because he was very funny in saying kind of like it's not just a swing or a miss it's what type of hit is it yes, is it, it a was. double off the wall is it a seeing eye single I really like that. I think that's something that either you guys should have Pete back on the side B to do it or utilize that yourself where the swings, like a Josh Hashanah, you guys would have said is a grand slam, but oh, you know, one of the never, other ones might just might be... You might as well get that in a plaque. You might as well put d- that email in a plaque, Josh Hashanah. <laughs> you'll never get... You'll, that, is like, that is like having the greatest hamburger of all time and just having to chase it the rest of your life. That's why I think it's interesting that 
was it Bogus who really liked Fourth and Winces, oh, and you didn't Bogus. love it? You thought it was good, but it wasn't great. It wasn't yeah, Josh Hashanah caliber. Oh, because Josh Hashanah is a standard. Bogus thinking it's near Josh Hashanah. Fourth and <laughs> Winces, let's relax, will we? It's so funny how this is. <laughs> it's really infected the entire show. <laughs> What's I'm I'm keeping an eye every day when you send out the email. I got an eye. Can I work with anything here? And now you're up in your game on them. And and I'm using your stuff. And you're using our stuff. "Ah, How did I not think of that? But honestly, you keep going at this pace now that I've had to go down to two misses. Maybe that is the shelf life of Swinger Miss because we might get to the point where I just I can't even do the bit because there's not that many misses to go with. Well, what's hard is now that we've put such a magnifying glass on everything, you can't reuse them. It's like we'll do Buccaneer stories for the rest right. of the rest of the season. So I I need a minimum of 10 more Buccaneers headlines because we will do every Monday after a Buccaneers game, probably through the playoffs, whatever happens with Tom Brady after the postseason, probably multiple stories within a week about the Buccaneers. Antonio Brown now. And it's like, how many Tampa Bay Buccaneers? And you can't use a second one because you guys are going to kill me on it. I, you got to relax on what we're going to kill you on. You don't know what's coming here. There's so much going. <laughs> there's so much to go on. But maybe if they're really good, like if you went back to Josh Ashana again for Josh. Allen, I can't. I, mean, I can't. You guys will kill, kill you. Me on, I don't know. Who's going to kill you? Well, I'll never get to use it. Well, I guess Josh Allen could be in the news, but will he ever look good enough to be Josh Ashana again? <laughs> <laughs> Who, knows? Who knows? Are you happy to be getting that uh, that raise avatar off of your your Twitter wait. within twenty four to forty eight hours? It's, I mean, the game could be fifteen nothing <laughs> Dodgers in the third inning, and I I have to stay up till the ninth inning to change it before I go to bed. Like I can't wait. I'm such a Dodger fan on Tuesday night. Such a Dodger fan. <laughs> Because I'm trying to have like serious, sometimes serious takes, sometimes funny takes, and it's inevitably any even on a football Sunday, there will always be somebody who responds to me on Twitter. What do you care? You're a Rays fan, bro. <laughs> like it have nothing to do with it. I, you know, I could tweet about a mozzarella stick. Hey, Rays fan. People still don't get the bit who follow on Twitter, so it's so frustrating. Our other bet of the will the Patriots have a bottom three record of the NFL, and will I? who has to wear the the wig and the Ben Franklin outfit and have chowder poured on their head and be hit by dodgeballs in the face. I'm in such this weird reality where on Sunday, I was like, oh, this is so good. Just inject this into my veins. The Patriots are getting smacked around at Foxborough. Like the Niners running all over them. The Patriots look mistake-laden, ineffective, lifeless. I'm like, this is the best thing ever. And then I'm like, well, but it also creeps me closer to having to lose this bet but i don't care i really don't if the yeah. Patriots don't win another football game the rest of the year it will be so it will be so joyful for me the real shame of it for me is that there's so many bad teams that the point i made and hammered home about the pats is going to reign true with the yeah just not a you're good getting team. kind of beat up on that and what it looks like is because I said top three pick because I felt like they had that kind of roster, they could pick in the top six or seven. And basically my overall theme and point that I made on the show will get lost and I'll end up in the stupid costume having at least four dodgeballs thrown at me. I know. I, you know, and I thought about that as well. I mean, the Patriots were so bad on Sunday and have been the last two weeks against the Broncos of the Niners that it is becoming very obvious how threadbare the roster was. And that was your bigger point, that they have a bottom three roster in the NFL. And 
Now, this is part of the reason I took this bet was because I said, I don't care what the roster looks like. I know Belichick can scheme you out of being a bottom three pick no matter who he's got, and I still believe that. They've got two wins already on the season, and I'm sure they'll figure their way into three or four more. So I I never doubted they would be a bottom three pick. But your projection of their roster is right on. This is putrid. I mean, I was listening to Boston Sports Talk Radio because, again, I'm, I'm right now just, like, enjoying the fire of that's burning in the building. I'm a neighbor that's just watching this, loving this. I'm listening to Sports Talk Radio the other day, and they're like, they're, they don't do anything right. Our friend Rich Keefe, who does um, middays on WEI, is, like, going through their whole, their whole team going, give me something they do well. They don't do right. anything well. Everything's bad. The roster's that bad. So that is kind of being – that's cloudied. Because of how bad Cam is, that people don't realize the Patriots have no talent. Right. And that, and that was the thing. Everybody saw Bill Belichick, and rightfully so, saw that it was the New England Patriots, saw that they had signed Cam Newton, and assumed the best, where I, I looked at the roster after all those COVID opt-outs and said, is anybody looking here? There's nothing here. The cupboard is bare. There's absolutely nothing here. How much can you mask? And we're finding that out, and we ended up kind of splitting the difference here, and I think we're pretty much going to be right on. They were going to out-scheme their way out of a top-three pick, but they're that bad a team. And in the end, I'm going to have to wear a stupid costume. The only good thing is <laughs> I probably won't have to deal with the clam chowder, which I'm very worried about burn marks on my bald head. <laughs> Can I just ask before we wrap this up, how are yeah. things going now in West Babylon? Because we have multiple storylines that have had a little bit of room to bake. We, we have... Sean Farash, as we inch closer to the election at the, the feet of political rallies, we have we have Foxy, who has admitted to lying about whose recipe the... No, no, that was DJ Tommy. We're oh, losing DJ track Tommy of D. who's who here. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Tommy D. We have your mom worried about too much national attention being on Bob's Bar. We have your dad, who is kind of like celebrity-driven now. And we also have Justin Stroker, who had beaten you in high school for the superlative most likely to host a talk show, who joined us on the show. Where do we stand on all of this? Well, so things have seemed to have at least quieted down. I've been able to show my face at stores again, which is good. Sean Forash, we need this election to end just so he gets out of the newspaper. Seems to find himself in a, in a Long Island newspaper every single day. <laughs> so he's got a lot of the attention. I will say that uh, we got a lot of positive feedback on the Justin Stroker interview. His celebrity seems to be re-risen. The video of him and the interview seem to get shared across uh, the West Babylon you know, alumni pages and stuff like that. He seemed to garner a lot of positive attention, so good for him on that front. I had mentioned this, and I'm not even kidding. Uh, the owner of a brewery happened to come over to me and, and say he knew who I was and stuff, so clearly yeah. the fame is risen there as well. So I would say right now we're all good. They did not recognize Bob from Bob's Bar. I think that might have rubbed Bob the wrong way. <laughs> But everything seems to be at a pretty much everybody's equally eating here. You know, Justin Stroker's getting what he deserves. Sean Forrest is doing whatever the hell he's doing with political rallies. He's eating. I'm eating. Everybody's eating right now. It's not like gang wars where you have to worry about who's in whose territory. So right now we're in a good even flow. Everyone's eating good right now. Everybody's getting a piece of pizza. It's okay. It's like when the economy is good. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Unbelievable. Trickle-down economics in West Babylon. Everybody's eating. Everybody's, Everybody's eating here. Bob's going to have to come out swinging in the spring to get his fame again. You know, It's getting <laughs> cold out for the bar. 
So he has to understand. Take a step back. Let the election happen, and we'll find out. Hopefully, we get a vaccine so he can open up strong in the spring. I think that's the. <laughs> right now, Cuomo's killing him with his fifty percent capacity. He's, he's killing thing. him. He's killing him. Can't do it. The outdoor heaters. He's my dad. A serious question. My dad is complaining that he can't order an outdoor heater. It won't get until December because. Because Cuomo's made all the restaurants buy him. <laughs> and he's got two heaters and he wanted two more to keep the bar open long. He's got damn Cuomo's costing me. I could always get these heaters. Now I can't. He's had it. Well, for those that don't know, also our governor, Governor Cuomo, has instituted a, a, a restriction since the summer where you can't just go to a bar and just order drinks. You have to order food with your drinks. Now, some bars get around this by just selling potato chips for a dollar. So I've been at some bars where they're like, yeah, just. Can you buy a bag of chips and then you're fine. But what are they doing at Bob's Bar to get around the Cuomo restriction? It's tough. It's tough. You got to put on some trail mix. And I will tell you, my dad, like, he could care less about politics. All he cares about is the Giants. He, I don't even know. He thinks what parties were for. Just because he hates Cuomo now and Cuomo's a Democrat, he thinks he's a Republican because of the Bob's Bar restrictions. That's all it comes down to. So you guys got to put out trail mix? <laughs> yeah, basically. Basically. I can only imagine your dad all bent out of shape. He's got to go buy an economy box of dipsy doodles from like a, from Sam's Club to hang on the rack behind Bob's bar just to fill the restriction. He's basically stapling impeach Cuomo signs on telephone poles all throughout town because he just wants the bar to be open at 100% capacity. He just wants Bob's bar to be at 100%. I don't know what, what's going to happen this winter. What's going to happen when you can't be... In, when you can't be outside anymore, what is going to happen around here? Good question. People are going to go crazy. They're going to go crazy. They, I think they, we're going to have a lot know. of speakeasies, like the one where the St. Louis Blues fans in Philadelphia were partying. Right. You're going to have to go, well, yeah, underneath the bars and all that other stuff. It's 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 going to be dark times, and that's why I told everybody in the summer, don't be rushing fall. Don't be rushing fall, because <laughs> now here we are. It's getting dark at 530, and we're all going to be miserable inside watching bad Adam Sandler Netflix movies. I don't know if you knew this, but as we get deeper into the year, you basically cut off a minute or two every single day of sunset. Yes. So I think it's maybe one minute. Maybe it's two minutes. But so on a day-to-day basis, you're not supposed to notice the difference of how much earlier the sun sets because it's, again, 60 seconds or so. But does it feel like Every day, it's getting darker so much earlier. Yes. It feels like like last week it was after seven o'clock, and now it feels like it's before six o'clock. So I said the same thing. I'm t- last night was the night I noticed it was misty, it was dark, and because of that I get more tired when it gets darker. I'm telling you, it, it was like I I remember being outside. I was definitely grilling like ribs at like seven o'clock two weeks ago. And it's 6 o'clock, I'm, I'm yawning ready for bed. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and we got the stupid daylight savings coming up. It's really going to be dark. It's so interesting because yesterday, my wife's mom is up. So uh, she's staying with us for a few days, my, my mother-in-law. And she is used to eating early because her husband loves to eat really early. So she's like, I know it's only like 5.30, but do you <laughs> mind, or like 5 o'clock, do you mind if we, we get food tonight or we, or we eat early? Like, I'll run and go get it. And I was like, sure, you know, no problem. We can eat early. And we got the food back at like 5.30. And I never eat dinner at 5.30, ever. (laughs) And because it got dark at like 6 o'clock, I'm like, 
Oh, man. All right. That was the perfect time to eat dinner. I'm ready for bed. How much longer do I got to wait until Monday Night Football? It's really true. It is. And I've been eating at that time because I basically now tailor each regular food. I've been eating around what she needs to eat. But it is. it reminds me of Seinfeld where, you know, his parents want to go for the – he goes, I'm not force-feeding a steak down my mouth at 430. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> But you're right. If it gets dark and it gets warm, and that's what talking about people getting fatter. They crank those ovens up. Suddenly the lasagnas come out. It's much less marinated shrimp. And away we go. <laughs> okay. Side B, swing or a miss, is coming up next. <laughs> it is a Halloween week, PGP. It is Side B. <laughs> it is Mraz, the host of Side B. <laughs> Joined by Andrew Bogus as usual. <laughs> Spooktacular Bogus. Hello. I never know how to respond to you, whether it's the Wild Wild West or Happy Halloween. There's just there's too much of you, and I feel like I'd let anybody down trying to match it. So hi, Sean. It's good to be with you on this Halloween week. It is. It is. It's spooktacular week. And let's just start it there, Bogues. Do you have uh, your Halloween costume planned for via Zoom, little remote Halloween spooktacular this year? Are you, are you prepared for what's about to go down with Katie Linens all this week? So I almost trashed you on Tuesday because just in passing in the middle of a string of of messages in our G chat on just Monday, you go, BT dubs, guys, you need costumes by Thursday. And like, it's only three days away. Like, I'm not busy, but I have a couple of things going on. Like yesterday and and Monday and Tuesday were kind of already planned out. Like, when am I going to get to a store? Can I order something, get here fast enough? Do I want to go into a store at any point, any way to get something? So I was a little perturbed that you didn't give us more than a couple of days heads up on this. We, you did. But, you had a couple days heads up. Remember yeah, two yeah. weeks ago when Katie Linendahl trekked up to Warwick, New York, and we announced on the show we would be doing a Halloween spooktacular this week? That was your heads up. Um, I, I, I'll disagree with you on that. I mean, yes, that was said, but it wasn't reminded until Monday, and I scrambled, and I've got something, and I'm, I think it's going to turn out, turn out well. All right. I mean, and also, whether she said it or not, Every year, Bogish. Every year we have the Halloween spooktacular. It's not like we're parachuting in with costumes for the first time ever. No, but I need to be reminded of these things. I need to be important enough where I have enough money to hire an assistant that keeps track of these things for me, writing back to emails, mm. running errands, making a phone call, returning a voicemail, buying a costume. Um, I'm not ditzy, but I do forget things fa- fairly easily. Most of them are important, so I could use someone like standing next to me guiding me in the right direction sometimes. Well, you got the wrong guy if you're expecting me to guide you. So there, there yeah, is that. Now, I do have to ask, uh, DA went with Hubie Halloween. Obviously, it's his Halloween yeah. film he chose. I offered up a screen. What is your favorite Halloween film of all time? Like a go-to you, maybe even if the kids wanted to enjoy. I'm not sure if they're into horror films, but Halloween, right. you're so looking I'm for not- a good Halloween movie. What are you going with? Yeah, I've, I've never liked horror films. Like getting scared is not not entertainment for me so i don't know that i've really seen like i've definitely not start to finish have i not i haven't seen any like real horror movie like i know freddie i know jason but if i sat down and watched a friday the 13th like from start to finish absolutely not the only scary movie that i that i have seen from start to finish was a movie called peep kids under the stairs people under the stairs it was about this horrible couple that adopted kids and then like 
did horrible things to them. They lived in this like dungeon underneath the stairs of the house. And one finally got out and helped the rest escape. And then all these horrible things happened to this couple. And like, that's enough for me. It's a good movie. I like that. I, that I saw it and it's not like super duper popular. Um, and, but that's the extent of my horror watching wow. film. I'm more of a Beetlejuice kind of guy. All right. Yeah, see, for me, I love a scream. You know what movie I really love? My favorite scary movie of all time? Blair Witch Project. The way it's shot. See, I don't think – I've never seen that. Oh, and if I'm never DA, seen I would it. never watch Blair Witch Project because the setting kind of reminds me of his backyard. I would never sleep again <laughs> there if you watch Blair Witch Project <laughs> fresh. But certainly I think we're both in agreement. Hubie Halloween isn't exactly where we dial up. Though I do have to be honest. I did the epic fail on Tuesday show, and I had to put a couple of Hubie Halloween drops in there. I'm morbidly curious to watch it, so we'll see. Maybe, maybe if I find. So time. I, I almost put it on because I've got kids, and I saw, and I, and like two Fridays ago, it was just the three of us, and I wanted to watch something, and half pay attention to it, distract them for like a good ninety minutes, and it popped up on Netflix. I'm like, oh, maybe this is good enough, but like I have to check on things because the rating isn't good enough, and I just I need to know what's in there before I show it to them because right. I don't you want don't them need... to see the wrong thing. Right, you don't need and me IMDb with my parents' alligator arms and Titanic there. You don't need that. Exactly. So, like, IMDb has a parental guide page where it tells you what's in the movie, whether it's a curse word or a little bit of nudity or maybe there's a sex scene. And it had things that made me laugh reading them, but I know I couldn't let my kids see them, so I didn't watch it. But that would have been the only way I watched it. I would have never, like DA did, sat down and went, oh, I've got a free 90 minutes. You know what I should do? Watch Hubie Halloween. I, I mean, I still... I'm stunned by that choice from him. It's unbelievable. So that, ironically, was probably his biggest miss of the week, Bogus, because that'll set up now. Swing or a miss. Were DA's headlines clever or corny? Swing and a miss. It's swing or a miss. Mraz's bright idea only on the PGP. All right, Bogues. This week, for me pers- personally, I found to be way more swings than misses. I don't think you really cut too badly. Not that anything wowed you. Nothing was Josh Ashana, which is obviously he's had the bar set. What was the one you loved last week? I already forgot um, what it was. Uh, I fourth and Winces. Fourth Winces. Really love. I think he had a pretty solid week. I mean, he didn't go on a 10 home run streak. But there weren't a lot that made you go, oof. So I'm going to just end high with him and start miss, okay? Uh, is that a fair way to go about this? We do two misses? Uh, yeah, sure, absolutely. So we usually have three misses and two swings. This is reverse. So let's go with the two misses. Wednesday's show, last week, he went with Tua for one. Is it too early for Tonga Vailoa? I still am never going to get that right. Here's my problem. Tua for one. I get what he's doing. The two for one. But it kind of indicates, if you're reading the play on words, he's getting one start. He's been named the starter for the rest of the year. Hey, Tua for one, he's going to have to figure out some good Tua puns if he's here to stay. I don't know necessarily what I would have gone with. Maybe Tongue Twister, if you want to pronounce it that way. Tua for one, I thought was, oh, we don't know where we're going with Tua, and it's a miss. This one is barely a miss for me. It made me chuckle when I saw it in the email that morning, and I get it. I mean, if you really want to, like, break it down, maybe Tua for one connects to him being QB1, but what you just said actually 
is a is definitely a better suggestion. Tongue twister off his name. Plus, it came out of nowhere. Fitzpatrick is heartbroken. It's a twisted situation. I, that one that one plays better. But I don't I don't mind Tua for one. Yeah, and if if he pronounces his name Tagovailoa, which he doesn't, you could have gone with Tag you're it. You know something like that. Tua for sure. one. Brutal. All right. So there is your first miss. The pitch. Swing and a miss, and he went down to his knees swinging at that pitch. Miss number two for me comes to us on today's show, or the day we're taping this Tuesday show. He went with, and this is so lazy. This is beyond lazy. Death Star. Should the reeling Cowboys trade for Fitz? Look, we all know the whole star thing with the Cowboys. DA has done Death Star, if I remember, quite a few times. He loves pulling off a Death Star. Where is saving Private Ryan there? Ryan Fitzpatrick needs to be saved. Saving Private Ryan is the perfect, perfect one, which is a layoff the glass, it's a swing, it's everything, and it gives you a Death Star. What's going on? Too much freaking UB Halloween? So I didn't realize there was a Death Star well that he's been going to too often here. So, I mean, that's definitely an issue for me now in the moment. That was not my first thought. I, again... I like this one because to me, the theme of this is the Cowboys. I know that you're fixated on Fitzpatrick and saving Private Ryan makes sense. Get him out of Miami. He's heartbroken. He's sad. We just talked about this. Go get him. Save him. I get that. Fine. But like the lead still remains here that the Cowboys are in position because of Dak Prescott, because of Andy Dalton, that they need to consider finding anybody to come in here and play quarterback for them right now. So like I want to lean Cowboys centric on this title. So I don't hate Death Star until you say that he's used it before. If he's used it before, he can't go back to it here. So that's definitely a miss. Now, this is going to be one of those scenarios where you go, Mraz, prove that I've used it before. I don't have it off the top of my head, but I feel like I've stared at the, at the same kind of star references with the end. I'm pretty sure Death Star has been on there quite a few times. He loves leaning on the star. I'm telling you, Saving Private Ryan was such an easy, easy one for me that I think would have been a smash hit. That is miss number two. The pitch. Swing and a miss, and he went down to his knees swinging at that pitch. Now, we're done harping on the negatives because he actually had a really productive week here. You know, he sat down, had his computer out, had his little apple cider after a day of fishing every day, going up there, throwing up some good headlines. It's a lot of fishing. A lot of fishing. So I, I'm going to go I'm gonna go straight down the, the line in which I sent you, uh, Bogues. We'll go Monday's show. Has Kershaw created his October moment? Remember Clayton Kershaw on Sunday night? Uh, winning another game here in this World Series. D.A. went with Clay Molded. And why I really like this, anytime there's a good Kershaw story or we're looking for him to kind of, you know, make his way back, you always hear about, like, Kershaw Shank redemption. Like, it has been there, done that we've beaten it to death. Playing off the Clayton doesn't get done enough when talking about Kershaw. Clay Molded, I really like this one, folks. So I don't, I don't like it as much as you do. And the problem for me in this is that when I'm done with you guys on the DA show, I spend some time with Bill Ryder, who is Uh, new following the DA show on most of these stations. And Bill loves puns more than DA does. So he has done entire segments on Clayton Kershaw puns. So when I'm thinking of what can be better than Clay molded, I keep hearing things that were thrown around Ryder than you, like, Hayton Kershaw instead of Clayton Kershaw oh, or okay. Kerflaw instead of Kershaw. I came back with Kerflawless when he pitched well in game one of the World Series. So, like, I'm just I'm spinning around here in stealing from DA, stealing from Ryder, copying one, copying the other. So, Clay Molded, it's a good one. It's not my favorite of the week. 
So are you saying you like Bill Ryder's stuff better than DA's stuff? No, I'm saying that Bill Ryder at least has poisoned me on Clayton Kershaw puns because there have been so many during Ryder Than You. Like, I don't know how to separate those from this one and give an honest take on Clay Molded or give a better alternative to Clay Molded. All right, I thought swing, bogus going kind of in the middle. Maybe a check swing on Clay Molded. The pitch, swing and a miss, and he went down to his knees swinging at that pitch. All right, Wednesday's show last week have the Cowboys turned on Mike McCarthy. He gave us a Mike and yikes. Maybe I'm a sucker here, but DA was playing to me. He knows Mike and Yikes, one of my favorite candies. You give me a good candy pun. It's Halloween time. Mike and Yikes instead of Mike and Ikes. I love it, folks. Uh, me too. This one's in the neighborhood. It is not that close, but it's like in the suburbs of Fourth and Winces and Josh Ashana. I liked suburbs. Mike and Yikes a lot. This is a this is a really, really good one. I agree. Alright, that's swing number two. The pitch. Swing and a miss, and he went down to his knees swinging at that pitch. Now, we'll close out with, I, I like closing out, I think, either with my favorite swing or favorite miss of the week. This was my favorite swing of the week. It was Tuesday's show, this morning's show, that they were taping this, is Wilson really calling Poop Unlimited, which was a story in itself that left me really jaw on the ground. I couldn't believe the audio. DA went with Russell Crowe's. Come on. Come on, that's good. That's good eating right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's up yeah, there. I that's still... better than fourth and winces for me, 100%. The pitch. Swing and a miss, and he went down to his knees swinging at that pitch. Ooh, is it? See, I, I might even like Mike and Yikes better than Russell Crowe's, oh. but Russell Crowe's is also a big-time swing. But, yeah, that's an interesting debate. Which one? That might be. Can we do a poll question on this podcast? Is that possible? Or during the actual radio show? Sure. I, you're put, I like you're them put... both. You're putting it out since it takes me an hour to edit this damn thing with the production now, but sure, yeah. Oh, never mind then. So let's just leave it one vote for Mike and Yikes from me, <laughs> and you vote for Russell Crowe's. Either way, they're they're both winners this week. Well, maybe you just tweet us, at Andrew Bogus, at Mraz CBS. Which is better, Mike and Yikes or Russell Crowe's? I think Russell Crowe's. I'm still laughing at it. I saw this, that put me in a good mood this morning when I saw that headline. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it, damn it. All right, folks. Well, that's going to do it here for us on PGB. I know you have some Bill Ryder duties since that's your new favorite show. You guys are talking about exchanging scotches and bourbons. We get it. You love that show more. Thank you for carving out a few minutes here, folks. Um, it's the least I could do to squeeze you in and uh, give my best to Pete because I don't miss him during the Ryder show. Okay, and you can follow Andrew Bogus. Bogus, why don't you give that Twitter handle for us? All right, buddy? At Andrew Bogus. And you can follow me at Mraz CBS. Have a great weekend, everyone. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 